Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. You are now listening to Great Worship Center, a life-changing fellowship with your pastor, Pastor Helen Young of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Join in as she preaches today's message, Enlarge My Territory. You will be blessed and enlightened. Enjoy today's message. Honor to the Lord our Savior. Amen. I want you to hold your Bibles up in the air for me. And repeat after me. This is my Bible. And I read it every day. I boldly speak the word. I live the word. It is a part of my daily walk with the Lord. Amen. Are you excited about this day? I know I am. This is truly another day that the Lord has made. And we're rejoicing and we're glad in it. Amen. Because this day has everything that we need for us today. New mercies that's been renewed as Lamentations 3 talks about. So we have the grace of God and the peace of God with us. Amen. And we can do all things through Christ because he is strengthening us. Amen. Amen. Good. Good. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to the book of First Chronicles. Chapter 4, and we'll start reading at verse number 9. But our basic scripture, our foundation, is found in verse number 10. When you have it, I want you to stand on your feet for the reading of the Bible. And verse 9 says, And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bear him with sorrow. Verse 10 says, And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou would bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me, and God granted him that which he requested. I want you to say after me, enlarge my territory. Oh, you must say it like you believe in it that you want it done. Say, enlarge my territory. You may be seated. If I took a poll of people and asked them if they wanted to be blessed by God and want their ways prosperous, I wonder what the responses would be. I might be wrong in saying this, but here goes, all right? I would say that perhaps 95% of the people would say yes, about 4% of of the people would say it didn't matter, and about 1% would say no. Your percentage of the response might be different if you took that particular poll. 
but one could be safe in saying that the overwhelming majority would say yes. Bring it on, Lord. My pockets are empty. And my windows are open to receive. That would be if I asked a person, do you want to be blessed? Do you want your territory enlarged? Amen? In that verse number nine, and it says that Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bear him with sorrow. When you look at the word honorable in the Hebrew, it means this. To make weighty, to abounding with, be made glorious, very great, to prevail, to promote, to honor, be rich, and so forth. James Baez made this statement, at least the Lord made this statement about him, that he was more honorable than his brethren. So we know what the definition of honorable is. The Bible says, Honorable more than his brethren. And that leads one to think about what was it that Jabez had on the inside of him that made him a little bit more honorable than his brethren. The Bible said God looks on the heart of man. And see, men, everyday people, they look on the outer appearance of a person and say this or that about their characteristics. But God looks at that substance on the inside of an individual to determine their weight. Let me repeat that again. God looks at the heart of man, the inside, the substance, the quality that he has, he or she may have on the inside, to determine who and what they are. Amen? Amen. Amen. We sometimes say that this particular person walks this way, his swagger or her swagger is, is pretty profound, and they have this, they're clean cut, you know, the pants ain't sagging for male or female, you know, and they look at that and say, well, then this person is in that category. Um, I've known people in the political field that looks like they ought to be in that political arena. And I know some of you have already looked at some people and say they look like they could be, they perhaps are, but that does not mean what's in their heart. Amen. Amen. But God made that statement, said that He was more honorable. Was that His brother? So what you're telling me is just this: He was doing things a little bit better than His brothers. Did He give God the praise? Did He give God the glory? He was more honorable. Honor is bestowed upon kings, upon people that have done a great, a notable work. But it says that he was more honorable, not just honorable, but much more than his brethren. So he had to be, what, obedient to the parents? All right, it could have been that. But when they talk about it, it's for a significant purpose why they would have said that in that. But it says that Jabez was honorable. And then... In verse number one, it says the son of Judah, Horez, Hezan, and Camille, and Ur, and Shobel. But it goes on to talks about the lineage of Jabez. 
When you begin to read that, Jabez came from the tribe of Judah. All right? When we begin to think about the tribe of Judah, we already know that our Lord Jesus came from what? That tribe. All right? Well, let me just go back. He was more honorable. That means a lot. Something was going on for him. But let's look back at his family. Since he was from the lineage of Judah, and we, we think about Judah, the name Judah being praised, and hallelujah, and so forth and so on. But there was a couple of hiccups in that family as well. All right, you know what the hiccups are, the bumps. All right. Okay, let's look at his heritage. It says this. Rebecca, in this heritage, we're looking at that. So Abraham married Sarah. Abraham had who? Isaac. Isaac was married to Rebecca. But look at Rebecca's life. Rebecca was a trickster. Yes, she was. She deceived Isaac, her husband, which is the son of Abraham, about the blessing said that Jacob was Esau. Now, isn't this amazing? Rebecca was married to Isaac. She had twin boys, Esau and Jacob. In that custom, the oldest son got the blessing. Amen? Amen. So, in Genesis chapter 27, verses 15 through 17, I want you to look how Rebecca was a trickster. All right? It says that Rebecca took godly raiment of her eldest son, Esau, which was in, with her in her house, and put them upon Jacob, her younger son. Ah. Oh. And she put the skins of the kid of the goats upon his hand and upon the smooth of his neck. And she gave the savory meat and bread, which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. So let me just go back for a moment. The time of the blessing where the father were to lay hands on the oldest son in order to partake the blessings to the older because his time was at hand. So the mother hears, Rebecca hears Isaac telling Esau to go out and kill a goat and prepare it. And once he eats, he's going to give him and lay hands on him the blessing. Well, Rebecca knew. She had examined, as parents do, the hearts. So she tells Jacob, I want you to go in and pretend that you're Esau so that the blessing would be parted to you instead of Esau. I have to give Rebecca her props because she took the meat that she had in the house and prepared it the way that a hubby, her bone loves. But because Esau was a hairy man, and Jacob was not, we already read it in verse 16, Genesis 27, and she put the skins of the kid of the goat upon his hand, got that lot fur, lot of things like that on it, and upon the back of his neck. Isn't that amazing? And then she gave him the savory meat and the bread which she had prepared into the hands of her son. The thing of it is, Isaac knew how long it would take to go and kill the animal and to prepare it. 
Genesis 29, verse 25 through 28. I want to read it so that you know what I'm saying. And it came to pass that in the morning, behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, what is this thou hast done unto me? Did I serve with thee for Rachel? Wherefore then hast thou beguiled me? And Laban said, it must not be so done in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. Fulfill her week, and we will give thee this also for service for which thou shalt serve me yet seven other years. And Jacob did so, and fulfilled her week, and he gave him Rachel, his daughter, to wife also. But listen to this. Laban was something else. He says, I know I gave you Leo, but you got to live with her for a whole week before I give you Rachel. And then when I give you Rachel, you got to serve me seven years. She did it. So what is happening is that is this. All of this is in Jabez's lineage. So where are we going with this? Enlarge my territory. Let's put the whole picture together so that you can understand exactly where I'm coming. We're looking at what's in your past. Amen? Look at this. Now that Jacob has now have Leah and Rachel, he tricks Laban with the sheep and the cattle. Genesis chapter 30, verse 42 through 43. But when the cattle were feeble, he put them not in. So the feebler was Laban and the stronger Jacob. And the man increased exceedingly and had much cattle and maidservants and menservants and camels and asses. So look at all of this. He had all of that. He tricked his father-in-law. He gave him the weak animal. He kept the struggle one, and he was prospering. Amen? Amen. All right. Looking at all of this, Jacob had six sons and one daughter by Leah. He had two sons by Bilhav, the handmaiden, and two sons by another handmaiden named Philpah, and then two sons by Rachel. This is where we get the 12 tribes of Israel. And Jacob's name was changed to Israel, that God changed it. So Jacob, Israel is the same person. Okay, when you look at the children of Leah, and her uh, son was Reuben the firstborn, his name meant affliction. The next son was Simeon, it means I am hated. No, but Rachel, before Rachel had her children, Leah was bearing children, and at that point, Rachel was barren. So, Leah, the first marriage, what happened? She has these sons. The first one, Reuben, and his name means affliction, because she really wasn't loved by her husband. The next one was Simeon, and it means I am hated. The next son was Levi, and it means joined unto me, attached. Now we come Judah. Judah means now I will praise. After everything else has failed, now I will praise. It really means now I will praise. She went through what? Being despised in the eyes of, of her husband, Jacob. You know how it is. I'm with you. Yeah, I got license on you. But my heart is to the other person. She has a son called 
Issachar, which means give me my hire, my wages due to me. Can you imagine? Give me what is uh, say. You give me what's due to me. So she has a son named Issachar, and that means given my hire, my wages due me. She has a son named Zebulon, which means a good doll ring. He will dwell with me. Amen. Look at how the name, naming your child is so important. Because everybody in back in that time when they were naming their children, uh, they named them because of situations in their life and really what was going through. And she also had one daughter. Her name was Dinah, which means one who judges. Now, Bilhab, which is uh, Rachel's handmaiden, she had a son named Dan. And Dan means God has judged and heard me. Naphtali means great wrestling, for I have wrestled. Bildad, which is Leah's handmaiden, she had a son and she named him Gad, and that means a troop coming. She had a son named Asher, which means I am happy. Then Rachel, finally God opens up her womb, and she now bears two sons. The first son is Joseph. The Lord shall add. And the second son that she has is called Benjamin, the son of the right hand. I guess you're saying, well, where are we going? I want you to know that your past is one thing. Where you stand today and how you move forward is a different thing. As we go through this and think about all of this, it does not matter what your past may be, but what matters is what you are doing about your life today. Ask yourself, what is your relationship with God the Father? What distinctions do you make with your past life and your current life? And what are your plans for now? What are your plans for the future and the hereafter? My question to you, are you still caught between the two worlds of yesterday and today? Jabez knew his past, but he did not want his future to turn out like yesteryears. The prayer that Jabez prayed was this. In verse number 10, it says this. And Jabez called on the God of Israel. Do you know what it is to have a name that meant sorrow? Because sometimes the meaning of your name can get stuck inside of you, and you only dwell within that negative thing. All right? But that does not define who you are. I think about my name that means light. And I really didn't give much credence to it until I got older and I began to research my name. And when I realized that my name meant light, it grabbed a hold of me. And I thought about this light that my name meant. What kind of light am I bringing forth? Am I bringing forth a dim light or a brilliant light? So you would say, how is that going to bring you, bring about a light? That means, what are the words coming out of my mouth? Do they come out of my mouth because I recognize that Jesus 
is Lord, and I will talk light to everybody so that what? Their lives can be illuminated by the truth of God's word. Or am I walking in a dimness where I want to be saved, but I really don't want to be saved? Listen to this. Jabez and Jabez called on the God of Israel. If he was more honorable than his brethren, he had to have God inside of him. Knowing what his name means, sorrow, it says that he called on the God of Israel. The God of Israel is the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is the great I am. He is Jehovah. He is Elohim. He's all that God is. He is God. So what he did first, he said, I am going to call on the God of Israel, the God who made the heavens and the earth, to help me with this situation that I'm going on. When we get down to the nitty-gritty of the situation, down to the core of the problem, if you won't change in your direction of your life, you have to first seek God. Jabez called on the God who made the heaven and the earth. The next part of it, he says this, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. So look at this. He's saying, even though my name means sorrow, I'm not worried about that because I have a new name written in glory. And I am the child of the Most High God. When you look at the word bless in this passage, bless is the Hebrew word number 1288, which means barak. That's what that bless means. So what it means, it means to kneel or to bow down. It means to bless God. It means abundantly. Congratulate. It means great. It means praise. It means to salute, to thanks. So he says, God, I'll bow my knees to you and that you will bless me. I surrender my life to you. Oh, that you would bless me indeed for a surety. Bless me. I've been teased over in the other camps that here comes the sorrow boy. Here comes Mr. Sorry because that's what his mama did. She named him sorry. She didn't have anything to happy to bless him with. You don't know if, if, if baby daddy walked out on her. You don't know if they were going through a financial situation that left her devastated to say, my baby is what? Oh, name and sorrow. Let's stop for a second, and let me just jump over to this. The Bible talks about uh, Eli, the priest, and he had two sons, Phinehas and Hephna. And those two boys were bad boys, wicked boys, doing things they ought not to do. And they died. The priest, Eli, was not saddened that his two sons had died the same day, same time. Okay. He was saddened because God had withdrew his hand from off of that ministry. To have a priest in the family and you have no son to leave that work to. God had removed his hand 
talking about you. How you think is what you're going to be. He's not talking about, I'm going to be one of them little people. Because he's about, no, 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 no. He said, and it's what, uh, uh, that third child, I wish above all that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So that's letting me know what. He wants me to prosper. He wants my body to be whole. I am whole, healed. And then he wants my soul to be prosperous, which means be prosperous now and later. Because your soul is going to prosper. God has all things for us. If we learn to dig inside of his word to grow. And the only way you're going to grow to have your borders enlarged is that you get inside of his word. Once you get inside his word and you can find the scriptures that are applicable to your situation. If you find yourself lending your money to your neighbors, Bible says, quit lending them to You don't have to lend the money to them. Don't cold sign for nobody. I'll give their family. Don't go sign for them. Why? Well, they come and take your man because they took theirs. That's scriptural. If you need a financial blessing, pray the scriptures for, for blessing. My God shall supply all of your need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He's not saying he's going to take care of all of your little wounds. We're talking about your needs. You know? You want the 12th and 20 and 2,000 dress, and you already have 6 million. You don't need any more. So that's just a walk. But you supply your needs. You need shelter, transportation, a good job. You need all of those things. Those are needs. If you find the scriptures that talks about that, then you can pray that over your life. If he answered it for Jabez, and he was more honorable. Jabez was said, his brethren, what is he going to do with us? And we're what? We're under the new covenant. Jesus died for us. He can give it. He says, no good thing will I withhold from them. That's what? That walk is upright. And I, I've heard so many people say, no good thing will he withhold from me. I said, but you got to be walking uprightly too. You can't be just a, a hellgird and... and and I expect God just to be really blessing you. You've got to be on this same web page with him. You have to be a covenant believer with him in order to do that. We need to ask God to bless us. And it's just not limited to us. Have you ever considered about, Lord, bless me as I bless others? You know, the more you give, the more you receive, the more you pour out, the more you're going to get back, the more you water, the more the water is going to be watered to you. The more good words you send out, the more good words you're going to receive. It's called sowing and reaping. You want your territory, Lord, begin to sow. Oh, so you, you say, how do I sow? Sow in words. And I hear too many saying, I don't have the Monet. I don't have the Benjamin. But there are plenty of things that you can sow. You can sow your time, your ability. And your love. You can give away some things. You can sell some too. But you need to ask God to make you bigger. Let me 
besides Isaiah 53, but there is a starting point, the foundation. But there's other things, too, in the Word of God that you can pray on in order for your body to be healed. It is. So when you're encouraging your vocabulary, what do you do? You read not only the Bible, but you read other books. You're learning the, you're enlarging your area there. The thing of it is, is just this. He wants us to be a well-rounded person. He wants us to grow. He wants us to be successful. He wants us to have plenty. He does not want us to be broke, busted, and disgusted. He does not. That brings about stress. That's grieving yourself. That's speaking evil of yourself. You may not have it today, but you might have it tomorrow. This is why must never say to ourselves, I'm broke. Can't continue to say that, I'm broke. You may not have but two pennies or maybe one penny or maybe a length of thread and fuzz in your pocket, but that does not mean that you're broke. It just means what? Right now, I choose not to buy that or get that. You look at your perception of how it is, and you speak into that situation, life, where there was once death, bring the light there, and begin to speak that. And guess what happens? You're enlarging your territory. You know, sometimes we say, well, I only have the one dress. To say, I choose to wear this dress. Tomorrow, I'll wear another one. I think I will bring that into it. But he won't want to enlarge you and to give you the boundaries for the house, give you the boundaries for the cars. Speak to yourself, spiritual psalms and hymns. Begin to speak the scripture back to yourself, what God says about it. And the thing about it is too many people, all they want to say is just the negative, where there is too much that has. One of the things I like to say is that over in, in the book of Mark, chapter 10, verse 30 says, But he shall receive a... Let me verse, go back again. Verse 28, Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all that have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that has left house or brethren or sisters our father, our mother, our wife, our children, our lands, for my sake and the Gospels. Verse 30 says, but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time, your living time, is what it says, houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with an ass. Persecution. And in the world to come, eternal life. So what God is saying is this. You're not broke, you're not busted, and you're not disgusted. You have left a lot of things inside, I mean, on the outside in the world in order to follow Jesus. Your hope is this. Jesus makes the the statement. Nobody. It's written in red. Jesus said nobody that have given up all of that 
for me and for my kingdom. For me, talking about Jesus and his kingdom. I'm going to enlarge your territory. I'm going to give you houses and land. The things that you need for this life. And then I'm going to give you eternal life too. So that automatically shuts that little thing up that says the poor. No, you're not. You want your territory enlarged? You sing the things of God. Lord, I live for you. God says, oh, I see. I'm happy. I'm going to enlarge that territory. So then enlarging the territory, people will give unto your bosom. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. He will give it unto you. And people will give it to your bosom. The thing about it is, we have to quit shutting our minds on the, uh, on the things of God and, and open our minds up to what he has for us, the things of God. People want to say, well, then, you know, you have to be poor. You can't, not so, not so. But you never allow the material things to take hold to your heart. But you allow those things to help you in this life. But you have never left your first love, as the book of Revelation says. But your mind is still focused on God. Enlarge my territory, God, that I can have a boutique to give away. Enlarge my territory, God, that I can have the car to get back and forth to work. Enlarge my territory, that I'll have the vehicle to assemble myself with the saints. Enlarge my territory, that I have the abundance to give. Enlarge my territory, God, that I can employ people inside of my business. Enlarge my territory, God, that I can do the work that you call me to do, God. Enlarge my territory. You gave me a dream and a vision and a witty invention. Enlarge my territory so it can be put on that. God says, okay, I'll send you to this place and you'll learn how to do it. Now you got that? You got the things together? Now ask me for the next level of that. Lord, enlarge my territory. Give me the mindset of how to fix my instruments, how to work this, God. I don't have a manual, oh God, but you're the great manual of all manuals. God, help me to be able to understand the key of God says, just praise me. And while you are praising me,
For more information, you can call us at 405-840-4001, or you can email us at graceworship at ymail.com. Stay tuned till we meet again. Be blessed and encouraged. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.